of leadership, whether you're a manager, an assistant manager, an assistant director, a director, whatever it is you want to call yourself, if you're in a position in which you are telling someone what to do, where people are coming to you and they are asking for help, they need improvements, I need this, I need that, hey, I'm doing this job and I just need a little guidance, I don't know how to do this as well as you have. You, it, it, here's what's so very important. All right, I want you guys to catch what I'm saying. That's why I'm, I'm starting it off right early. And by the way, if you are a first time listener to the Move Swiftly podcast, welcome to the show. As you can tell, I get, I get right to the point on this show. So on my regular listeners, you already know how I get down, right? When you're in a position of leadership, it is just as important to give, it's just important to give compliments i want to, i don't want to use the word compliments but to give praise we'll say small little small pieces of praise when praise is due to give credit when credit is due all right and it does not have to be oh my god you did such a great job or oh man you're you're so awesome it doesn't have to, in fact that doesn't work but what does work is when you tell someone hey good job on that thing those little little things all right and and again by the time this this episode comes out I probably would have be I would probably be doing regular workshops and bringing the workshops back and things like that and all sorts of great things and I'll be talking to a lot of different hiring managers and and adults who are in position of leadership and it is your job to lead the young people. This is why I get this is a topic that gets me so fired up because it, everything I've been through and again for you regular listeners I've told you about job after job you know a manager after manager, quote, unquote, boss after boss that I've had over the years, over my 33 years of living, I've had a ton of managers and bosses, and they did not master the art of properly complimenting someone or properly giving praise to someone when someone was due, some, to, to an employee or an employee, you know, employee. Yeah, they did not give praise to their employees when they needed praise, did not give them the confidence that they needed. What that does, when you do it in a small, and I'm going to explain, I'm going to use a few stories to explain this to you in a, in a second, but I just want you guys to get to the point. I want, I want you guys to really understand what I'm talking about. When you're able to master the art of complimenting someone, your company will, I mean, you will have taken your business to another level. Because each individual person, each individual person, whether they wake up every day, they will feel like they're part of something bigger than themselves. There is no one, no one on this earth who wants to go to work every day or go do whatever it is they do. Even if you're an entrepreneur, you don't want to go and do your work every day and feel like you're by yourself. 
and feel like you're the only one doing it, something. You have got to find little little wins along the way, little six signs of accomplishment, little signs of progress every single day. And that's how you do your job. Okay, I've said it on this show many a times and I'll say it again. I'll say it a lot in the future. You're either winning or you're losing every single day. There's no in-between. There's no in-between. So we need those small victories to get the people, anyone, myself included, need those small victories to continue to progress every day. You have that decision every single day. I'm either getting better or I'm getting worse. There's no staying the same. There's no staying the same. Say it again. There's no staying the same. Here, here, here's what got me on today's topic. For those of you who do not know it, at, at least as of this recording, I am still a teacher at a kinder care in West Palm Beach. There's no telling what I'll be doing by the time this recording comes out. But at the moment, I'm still there. More, more than likely, I will be a full-time paid speaker by the time this comes out. But at the, at the moment, there, there, there's, there's a lot of what I'm learning now as a kinder care teacher that's allowing me to say that with such confidence. Because I know that's specifically what it is I'm supposed to be doing. I know. It's like Mark Cuban said. He said, follow your efforts, not your passion. With all the endeavors and all the business and all the things that I've attempted over the past 10 plus years since, I mean, just as long as I can remember at this point, I know my effort. I'm always putting my effort into giving somebody some advice. I'm always putting my effort into developing as a speaker. I know me being a speaker is going to allow a lot of the things that I've wanted to do for a long time now. It's just going to kind of give it that, that glow. It's going to give it that road. It's going to give it that path to success. All right, so that's how I was able to figure out specifically what it is I, I'm, I'm needing to be doing, my calling, so to speak, all right? But anyway, just yesterday, just yesterday, I, I witnessed something at this kinder care that I work for. And, uh, and again, I'm the only man at this job. I'm the only male. Every, I spent eight hours a day around a group of women and children, and none of them are mine. None of them belong to me. Uh, I've wouldn't even date that's the crazy thing none of the women i work with that i would even consider i would even consider personally for a personal relationship to be 100 percent honest with you no, nothing against all of them and if they're listening now i love you guys you guys have taught me a lot but they're just not my type and i'm just being a straight up with you when it comes to that so it's it's a real challenge to be the only man around a group of women that you have absolutely no interest in outside of work and then a bunch of children that aren't yours when you don't have kids of your own there's a lot of lessons that I've picked up and a lot of things that I've learned throughout my time to the point where it really is that job. It's that job that really tipped me over and said, I need to be full-time entrepreneur, full-time speaking. It really is. It really was. But again, more on that later. Just yesterday, I witnessed something that really, really pissed me off, that really bothered me because of how our, her name is Ms. Ms. Victoria. She's our assistant director. And again, Lovely lady, and I have a lot of nice things to say about it, but I, I believe she handled this particular situation the wrong way. Now, again, I understand there's a lot of just talk, but there's a lot of gossip, if you can imagine. There's a lot of gossip in the place, and I'm sure she didn't realize that she did that, did what she did, what I'm about to describe to you guys. But that's why people like me exist. That's why folks like me have these workshops and we do these things where directors and managers can come together and we can figure out really are we doing everything we can 
to grow our business, not just to grow our business, but to really make people feel like they're part of something real? Are we just going to work every day and just clocking in, clocking out, and just not trying to get fired? You don't want to be in that place. You don't want to be in that place where you're just going to work and you just don't want to get fired. That is not a place you want to be. Trust me, it's hell. That is hell. All right. So anyway, yesterday there was a situation and it was the it was in the VPK class. And let me tell you, the VPK class, but it stands for voluntary pre-kindergarten or something like that. That class is a it is a force of nature. It is a absolute shit show. It's a train wreck. That class behavior. They since I've been there, I haven't even been, I have not even been a teacher there for over a year yet. They've had at least four, about three or four different teachers. And the, the center is actually on probation. It's only a certain type of person that could teach that VPK class. All right. So it just so happened that the, the normal VPK teacher went on break. I believe the VPK teacher, she went on, you know, it was on vacation. Yes. The normal VPK, VPK teacher was on vacation that day. So they had to bring in another teacher who's normally with the threes. And again, she's not qualified to be in the VPK room. It's not her. It's not her forte. It's not something she wants to do. Has absolutely no interest. In fact, I'm 100% sure if you ask this teacher, if she or if they were to tell her that she needed to be with the VPK class, I'm 100% sure that this particular teacher would, would give them her two-week notice because she's not going to do it. It's not her. It's just not her. It's straight up. All right. But anyway, she had she had to cover a break. And it just so happened that the break was at 12 p 12 o'clock. Yes, 12 o'clock p.m., which means the kids were supposed to be falling asleep. Now, at the VPK age, they're like four years old. It's not a requirement that every kid falls asleep, but they do have to be quiet. They have to be in their cots and calm down and you know, just just not be so loud because there's other kids in the entire center that are sleeping at that hour. So they have to make sure that the kids are quiet. And let me tell you, there's one, there's one girl in particular that is the four-year-old girl that when she goes, when she doesn't want to go to sleep, she screams. I mean, it's like, it's not one of those cries where it's just like, when it's like, ah, ah, ah. I mean, it's one of those like deadly cries to where it just wakes up everybody. All right. Wakes up everybody. So they bring this teacher in during break. And the, the, the girl, I won't, I won't, I won't put any, I won't put her name out there, but the young, the, the baby, the four-year-old that I just described with the absolutely horrendous cry, they, they took her to the office. They took her to the office because it was just too much. It was too much. Uh, Ms. Victoria, Miss Emily took her to the office and it was like, it was too much. We got to let the other kids go to sleep. She's just having one of those moments. All right. And by the time they calmed her down, they brought her back. And then there was still the teacher, the teacher that doesn't want to be, she's not supposed to be in the VPK room, but she was there covering the break. She was able to do an incredible job, incredible job. All right. I know this because my classroom is right next to hers. And I saw her put all of the kids to sleep, even though they didn't have to, all the VPK kids were to sleep. And then they brought the other one in who was just horrendous. And then she put her to sleep too. And, and you, if, if, if I could take you in that center for a second, she was so proud of herself. She goes like, yo, and you know, they call me Mr. A at work. It's like, hey, Mr. A, you know, I put all of them to sleep. I, I did everything I needed. She was proud. She was able to say, you know, if, if need be, you could kind of feel, like she didn't say this verbally, but you kind of feel the, the essence to say, you know what? Because I did this little thing, 
maybe I can be a VPK teacher one day. Maybe just because I was able to put all these kids to sleep, maybe if I, if I commit to it, maybe if I, if, if I put my mind right and, and I'm able to, to just maybe learn the rules a little more or maybe sharpen up my tools or perfect my craft, pick up a few books, whatever it is, whatever it is I need to do, maybe I can be the VPK teacher. That was the feeling I got when she made the statement of, okay, I put all the kids to sleep. So then Miss Victoria, who is our assistant director, she walks by and then she tells Miss Victoria the same, same thing. She goes, hey, look, I put so-and-so to sleep. And this is the response Miss Victoria gives us. She goes, oh, she was tired anyway. Uh, you know, I mean, let, let, me, let me repeat that because I want you guys to catch it. Here, Miss Devens, and that's the name of the teacher who was covering the bakes, she was proud. She says, hey, I put so-and-so to sleep. I put them all to sleep. They're calmed down now and the, the place is quiet. And then the assistant director, the one who is so on him about making improvements and doing this and doing that, the one who should be given confidence, the one who should be saying, you know, little things to encourage people, she goes, oh, they were just tired anyway and just, and just kept walking to the office. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. And, and I, I, I'm, I'm qualified to say that that's bullshit for this reason. This that same day, this is what happened that same day. All right. The time came to be four o'clock and it was time for this particular teacher to leave because she went back to her classroom. Time to be four o'clock and I got her kids, her kids, the three year olds had to come to my classroom. And I was looking through her CSR. And for those of you who don't know, the CSR stands for Child Supervision Report. We're to document all the things that the child's go through, you know, every time we transition with them all the meals they ate, all that kind of stuff. We're supposed to submit that at the end of every day, right? So I was looking at her CSR and it wasn't filled out correctly. It wasn't filled out correctly. And the time was come, the time came for her to leave, to go home and whatever. And she go, and we were like, hey, you know, your CSR is not filled out right. And she goes, I don't give a shit, fuck them. Fuck them. Like that, those were her specific words. And she was referring to Miss Victoria Miss. He said, fuck them. I'm tired of them. I'm tired of it. You know, I, I do what I have to do. I get it. I'm not perfect. This, that, and the third. But for them to, to come at me like I'm doing something wrong and to constantly be sarcastic and shit like that, she said, fuck them. Now, I am not, this is not a bashing of Miss Emily and Miss Victoria. You know, if I went to bash them, there may be an episode later on about me and their management, management skills in particular. This is more so for you people out there, anybody out there who's involved in managing people. Had let let's just play devil. Let, let's just imagine a hypothetical for a second. Had Miss Victoria said, "Hey, good job, man. None of none of the other teachers can get him because," or just did something subtle to just say, "Good job." Do you think that Miss Diva would have had the would have had the the decency to just say, "All right, you know what? It's gonna take me what maybe three minutes to to properly fill out the CSR. Let me do that." And so, so now I feel like more of a part of the team. But however, she got the response when she put the kids to sleep. She got the response of, oh, they were tired anyway. Do you see my point? So again, I'm going to repeat myself. Those little things, those little things are incredibly important when we're talking about managing people. I mean, I remember my barber, the one I speak so highly of. I remember I was, I was looking to get into coaching. And I was telling him, this was like right after I graduated from Stony Brook. And I was telling him, look, I'm trying to get into coaching, man. I, but, you know, I don't necessarily know what to do. I don't have any family. You know, my dad's not a football guy. I got to kind of learn on the fly. I got to pick up information as I go. And the one thing that he told me, he goes, 
it's reverse psych. There were two things actually. He said it's reverse psychology and it's man management. You have to manage men. Fuck all these X's and O's and fuck all these little these these details or the the bigger picture. So the, or the the things that are easy, just regurgitating information. See, that's the problem. A lot of you managers, a lot of even the one, even Miss Victoria and Miss Emily, a lot of it is too much. It's too much just regurgitating information. In fact, there were, even when I was at Orange Theory, and for those of you who aren't familiar with Orange Theory Fitness, everything is run off a system base. You know, you have to, you, you, you sell a membership and then you sell the, the heart rate monitor as well. So everything is based upon what they read on the heart rate monitor and some kind of a system and all this other bullshit. So whenever I would go, the, the manager there, his name was Drew. Whenever I would go to him and try to, you know, work on some scripts and do this, that, and the third, and just improve my ability as a seller, he would just go right into his little handbook and say, this is the epoch effect. This is this. And he would have all this shit memorized. And it doesn't work when you're talking about managing people. You got to have that shit. You got to be picking up information as you go. And if you are listening to this and you are a person in leadership and you are a person that's responsible for hiring and keeping employees, you got to pay attention to the person's situation. And every opportunity, just like just like you have the, the ability to tell them how to improve, you also got to tell them how when they're doing well, when they've done something well, so they listen to you when you tell them how to improve. You got to earn it, earn it, earn their respect, earn the ability to be listened to, all that shit. All right, and I'll, I'll close you out. Here's a, here's an, I'll close you out with this example. I'll close you out with this example because it's, it's an example that, I learned when I was a football player, when I was a football player specifically. It was my last season ever as a football player. And at that point, I knew, I knew at that point I wanted to be a football coach. So there were things at that point where I was, I was, yes, I was a player. I was out there. I was putting on my shoulder pads and my helmet and all that stuff. I was suiting up for games and stuff like that. But mentally, I was an assistant coach at that point. Mentally, I was an assistant coach, and my my position coach at the time, his name was Jonathan Woods. Coach Woods, shout out Coach Woods. Hope you listen. I def- hey, man, listen, I'll definitely love to have you on the show at some point. But <clears throat> let me tell you, I was a fullback, and this was my first full season ever playing fullback. Until that point, I was a linebacker. So when it came to you know, running routes and you know knowing the offense and all that kind of stuff, that was a real challenge for me. I didn't, you know, I. That wasn't just wasn't what I was until that point. So as a fullback, the only route that we had most well, I don't want to say the only, but the main route that we would have on run plays would be a flat route. So every time it was a pass play, in my mind, fullback wise, you run into a little flat route. You run to the outside, take the left or the right, and you know, you have maybe two percent chance of getting the ball thrown to you. <laughs> All right. That's the way it was explained to me. So they had a little, there was a little caveat. There was a little wrinkle that uh, they had thrown in. I believe it was because the team that we were playing, whatever, they had a certain kind of defense. So they had a play installed in which the fullback ran a clear out route, clear out route. And at this time, I wasn't getting any reps, but I believe a fullback had gone down. There was a tight end that had gone down and I was getting some reps and there was a chance of me actually getting in the game, all that shit. So they put me in on practice just to make sure I was up on things and all that kind of stuff. And the play was called for me to run a flat route 
on the play where I normally run a flat route and I ran the clear out route because I was I was so tuned into what was going on, even though I wasn't getting any playing time as a, I wasn't getting any playing time. I was so tuned in. So they had me they had me in on a rep in practice. I run the clear out route and then Coach Woods goes, wait, 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 hold up. How'd you know to run the clear out route? Who told you? And I, I'm, I'm telling you, teammates, and this is coming from the heart. There was no re- there was no more of a rewarding feeling. By the way, with all my experiences as a Stony Brook football player, that was the most rewarding feeling when I was able to tell Coach Woods I knew it on my own. I just paid attention. I've just been paying attention. No, it doesn't look like it, but I've been just paying attention. The next day he comes to me, and this is the little thing. This is what I want. And Miss Victoria, if you're listening, Emily, if you listen, all the managers out there, if you're listening to me, this is the little thing that Coach Woods did the next day. The very next day, the first thing he said when he saw me in practice the next day, he goes, hey, Crunk, well, you know, that's that's what they call me at, at Stony Brook. They didn't use my real name. You know, much like my job now, they don't. Very rarely do people actually use my real name, by the way. But he goes, hey, Crunk, good job this week. Small things. Here's what that did. That made me realize, okay, you got a future. You know, all even though you're not getting any playing time, at least someone's noticing. And those, you'll be amazed. You'll be amazed at what a small thing can do for a person on the inside so let's just imagine if miss victoria goes and says hey good job putting so-and-so to sleep changes a person's world changes a person's perspective so again the takeaway the takeaway today's topic again was about you as a manager you as a person who is in a position of leadership it's your responsible it's your responsibility to hire and fire employees and tell employees when they're doing bad or, or to give them instruction in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Notice those little things. And when someone, when someone that works for you, technically, when someone who is underneath you does something well, acknowledge it. Acknowledge it in some way, shape, form, or fashion and watch your business grow. Watch these people, watch these people that were at one time just employees, watch them become like family members. Watch them actually grow and develop and, and really put their all, put their all into something, all right? That, that's today's takeaway. Really think about what you're doing today and go and do the little things, do the little things right, do the little things right, all right? Fellow teammates, continue to move swiftly. We will talk more soon.
Hey. 